One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Red Men News. I am Ross Chanley. I'm joined today once again by the lovely... Leanne Prescott, thank you very much for giving up your time and joining us again today. Um, lots of things to get through, a bit on Rian Bruce, some on Jeannie Vinealdum, and a look ahead towards the Community Shield tomorrow. Uh, which is where we're going to start, Leanne. Uh, Ian Clock did his press conference, is why we've delayed the news slightly. Um, he spoke about a number of things. He spoke about the fact that the lads were a bit leggy for his words against Salzburg. Obviously, the intensified training that they had in the build-up to that game and the day off. Um, but he's still a community shield. So we've had two weeks training and the boys worked really hard. We are preparing for one of the most intense seasons of our lives. Um, it's a difficult situation to handle, isn't it, Leanne? Because, again, he mentioned in his press conference, like, it's hard for him to judge as a manager. He's a well-experienced manager. He's worked in, in different leagues. He's won lots of uh, trophies. But no one's been in the situation before of, you know, how to prepare. Normally you have six weeks. Normally have a bit longer with, with the players to kind of bed them in or new signings and, you know, a longer, longer training camp where this has been, you know, we finish the league training and then you're back at it again. Yeah, I think usually, as you said there, pre-season's kind of you take a long break, you really recharge and then you start to build up those training periods again. For Liverpool and for every other club, it's kind of been, you got your two weeks off, uh, remain fit and keep to your specific personal plans and really just try to keep as much momentum as you can going forward. I think Klopp said, again, as you said there, he said these games aren't about producing 100%. I think he said with Arsenal and the Community Shield, it's not going to be Liverpool at their best. Um, they're still very much trying to pick up their feet again. But Liverpool have done all they can, um, you know, over this pre-season period. They've played some decent teams. OK, there were defensive mistakes, but, you know, you don't dwell too much on pre-season anyway. So I think we've just got to wait and see how the how the club reacts. It's a hard balance, isn't it? We were talking before we started recording about, you know, how people perceive this. And we spoke about it on the match build-up show as well. Like, you know, some people just call it a giant 50p or, you know, a massive plate or whatever. But, you know ultimately you want to win all the trophies that you possibly can and Liverpool this time are there on merit you know they're not there because Man City won everything they're there because they won, they won the Premier League you would have seen Man City win it last season and you know, ultimately it's another, another piece of silverware in the cabinet isn't it? Yeah I think so I think you know usually okay the community shield gets laughed about a bit but it's a, it's a good opportunity for teams to start their season with a piece of silverware it's it's really that simple I think you know for Liverpool to come off the back of a Premier League win to go straight into the new season with very little time off and to get another piece of silverware would be great um, it would set the tempo and obviously they're not going to have Jordan Henderson uh, Trent might be a doubt so there will be kind of obstacles to overcome but it would set the set the pace for the season and you know, we spoke on our last news show about the, the fixture list Liverpool have at the start. It would be a good kind of pace setter for that as well. Yeah, uh, one thing he was asked about, of course, in the press conference was transfers. Leanne, um, he said there's a long way to go until the 6th of October. We will see how much we can or want to spend. 
these kinds of things. And one of those kind of kind of led on to was Rian Brewster. Uh, he said, in the moment, he's part of my plans. Uh, we'll see what happens. We want to use Rian, but we have to help Rian too. He's still a young boy. For a number nine experience, helps a lot. It's not decided yet. There's no need to rush. He's our boy. He will be involved tomorrow. And I'm going to go to an article in Athletic in a minute, Leanne. But again, it's one of the topics of local fans of the past couple of days. You know, we said he scored two goals against Salzburg. He's coming on. He's proven himself. He had a good spell at Swansea. And there's a case to say, I don't know what else he has to do to kind of try and prove himself. Maybe it's just a similar situation with Gino Analdum and, and Thiago, which is really what a news show without saying. You know, if it's just the numbers in the squad, you know, do, are you going to hinder Rian Brewster because you've got a Rigi Shakiri, the front three, you know, um, you know, possibly others, Minamino to go in there as well. Whereas, you know, a low might benefit him. But what Klopp's saying is, well, we've got till October. There's no need to make a decision now. You know, you might get an, an injury to a Firmino or an Anderigi at the same time, in which case you need Brewster. So it's about local being selfish a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think there's a balance, you know, as Klopp alluded to, it's it's a young player who wants game time, who needs game time to improve. Um, but, you know, credit to, to Brewster, as you said there, there's not much he could have done uh, that he didn't do at Swansea. I think he got 11 goals in, in 20 or so games. So, you know, he really helped them and propelled them towards that playoff spot. He's come back to Liverpool and a lot of talk has been, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to get loaned out? And he's just kind of got on with his football he's been really really strong in pre-season and he's putting down a marker to Jurgen Klopp to say you know if, if you want to keep me around I can do a job here I think it is interesting in terms of the numbers because Firmino plays such a, a unique role in the Liverpool team that it's very very hard to replace him uh, Minamino is probably the the most direct replacement although we've not seen that too often um, in terms of game time I guess it relies heavily on on Klopp's plans for Origi because He's a good player. He's had some really, really good moments, key moments for Liverpool, but I'm not sure he's really too much ahead of Brewster in the pecking order, especially if Brewster's kind of knocking on those walls. Um, so interesting to see. I, I do think, you know, Sheffield United could be a good move for him, especially the way they play. I think that the one thing you'd say with Brewster is maybe that movement or, you know, intricacies with the build-up play is something he needs to develop, which is probably what Klopp is alluding to with getting that game time, uh, understanding the system. But if he can remain around the first team, I think, you know, there's opportunities there for him to develop. Yeah, there might be a case for, you know, any other summer given there's no pandemic and, of course, we're inheriting money. Origi might be for sale, but whether it's going to cause him a different issue. As you mentioned there, Sheffield United are interested in Brewster, along with, and bear with me, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, Crystal Palace, Fulham, Norwich, Bournemouth, Watford and Swansea. There's a... A lot of good clubs in there, um, where he will get. get I think. In fact, I think he start for for most clubs. If I'm perfectly honest, Swansea seems to be a good one in the sense of you know he got that look up with a former manager of England. He was there at back end of last season. It kind of makes sense, but it almost feels like if he can't fit into Liverpool, sadly, and a Premier League club is the next step for him. Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing. It's you, know, you do really well in the Championship, but there's still movement to be had uh, in, in terms of finding a Premier League loan spell going and making a mark in the top division. Um, you know, the, the Championship is a very competitive league and it's a very good league. It's a great opportunity for young players to learn. But I do understand the argument that, you know, you go to even an Aston Villa, a Sheffield United, whoever it is, and you get that game time against top opposition. You learn a bit more about the league itself and the tactics behind it and therefore develop a lot as a player. Um, I, I guess the one thing for for Rian Brewster and for Liverpool as, as a whole is A, to assess the squad that they've got, uh, to know about the injuries as you touched on there and, and really the role Minamino will play as well in terms of is he covering the wings or is he going to be more central this season? 
and then making sure wherever Brewster goes, he is going to get that guarantee of game time, which I think, you know, is why Sheffield United stands out because, you know, the manager there, he likes youth. He, he likes uh, to have these, these different attacking options. You're making my card as well, wouldn't you? Uh, let's know if you Bruce it in the comments. Well, keep them coming. We're going to move on to Jeannie Vagnaldum. Uh, Klopp was again asked about him in the press conference. Uh, and he just said there's an open contract situation, so we don't talk about that. It's between us and the player. Um, but Goal have done an article. I think this is Neil Jones. Yeah. Um, Neil Jones has said that um, Liverpool that Jeannie Vagnaldum is wanted by Ronald Koeman at Barcelona. Sources have confirmed to Goal, but the Dutchman is not pushing for a move, and there is no offer yet on the table. Um, he's entered the final tournament of contract. No extension talks have taken place on Merseyside for some time now. And this is concerning I think isn't it the other fact that you know he has dragged on so long we've had the, the three month break or possibly longer than that but there was no football you're thinking you know, there's, there's an ideal time to kind of sit down and talk about what you want maybe you can't settle down on figures because you know new financial position the clubs were in but you get to a point now we are thinking you know you've had another two weeks off or three weeks off this month just to kind of sort things out and the longer it goes on the more concerned I'm becoming about it yeah, I think it's you know it's it's one of these that started to drag on. Klopp obviously didn't give much away in the press conference, and and he's not going to. Um, I think you know the interesting thing for Genie, uh, we've touched on it before, is that Barcelona is, is a massive project that's going to go on uh, for the next few years. Now you've got a manager there who likes Van Alden, plays him in a slightly different position to what Liverpool do, and gets a, a kind of a different player out of him. I think it. You know, any player would be excited by the prospect of going there and, and being kind of an integral figure in that rebuild. Um, can understand that given everything he's done for Liverpool, all the success he's been part of if he wants that new challenge. Equally, I don't think there's kind of a clock on it for Liverpool too much yet. Um, OK, you know, the contract's running down, but if negotiations are ongoing, um, you know, the, the time will be right. Um, if, if he leaves the club, he'll leave it in a good way. If he stays, he's still more than capable of contributing to this side. And, um, you know, maybe there's one eye on what happens with Thiago as well. Yeah, there's also a risk of Genie, isn't there? For, you know, I get all the points. He's at Barcelona are a massive club. I don't care what anyone says. They're, they're huge and anyone wants to play for them. But what Barcelona is he joining at this current point in time? Will Lionel Messi be there? You know, are they going to be competing for trophies? He's just had two seasons of you know, winning pretty much everything that was laid out in front of him to go to Barcelona. Whereas there's going to be a huge rebuild will be a massive challenge for him. But, you know... Like you said, that might be a test of character to the man, you know, of what he wants to go and do. And I think you're right, he will leave uh, on a good note, whatever happens. Uh, someone who has left, um, this is David Lynch, was yesterday. Liverpool set to bank £3.5 million from the sale of Ovi Ajaria to Reading. Sounds. <laughs> million towards Thiago. That's all I've seen for the past two days. But, you know, Liverpool again. I think that's pretty good business, isn't it? For someone who's hardly made any first-team appearances for Liverpool to get £3.5 million in the current climate. Sounds. Yeah, I think he's he's done well in the championship. Um, there's always kind of compilations that you see on social media about you know a, a, a good turn here, a good shot there. But this is probably a player who is never really going to get a, a shoe in at Liverpool. Um, unfortunately, I think it's a good move for him. Uh, we talk about Brewster in game time. There's a assurance there of game time for a good player who can develop. And as you said, from Liverpool's perspective, it's it's 3.5 million pounds gained for a player who is probably not going to make the grade anyway. Yeah. Uh, last story before we get to some of your comments. The 3 p.m. blackout, uh, TV blackout set to be lifted for 2021 season until all fans are back in stadiums. This broke yesterday. Uh, I've taken this from Joe, but they cited it from the Times. 
Um, but basically, they're going to keep all the um, fixtures on TV for as much as possible. Uh, but fans still not allowed in stadiums for the foreseeable future. Big clubs have expressed concerns that retaining the blackout will push fans to illegal, illegal streaming. Um, can't think who would do such a thing like that, Leanne. Um, but, you know, it's good news for us football fans. That, you know, we're going to get a, a box office of football from, you know, Monday to Friday, probably weekends three times, you know. I quite enjoyed it. You know, it's it a bit overloaded. It was hard to kind of catch up with what everything else that was going on. But, you know, in terms of, you know, being able to have access to football, I think it's good for fans, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, post-lockdown, when, when football came back, you were trying to watch every game, um, literally every game, um, all the time. And it was kind of, it, it was great to have it back. And then after a while, a few weeks, you kind of settle down and you watch the games that you want to. Uh, but no, it's a, it, it's a good piece of news. Um, I, I do think, you know, there's an argument there that if fans aren't going to be in the stadium, they want to be a part of it as much as they can. And um, that's only going to only going to help things. Yep. Uh, some of your comments now. Liam Lawrence says, keep as many players as we can going into a busy season. Uh, we are ever had to make a smaller team. Scott Hawke says, if we get Thiago, we could play him and Fabinho as a 2 and a 4 2 3 1. Christopher Page, I would love that comment. Um, would allow for a striker like Brewster. Johnny Walk says, Ark Shakiri and Arigi, all injury prone. Brewster is from Weaver Goals. And Mr. Ace of Brewster would start for Palace. They have zero strikers. Um, yeah, and Palace have got a habit of giving us money. For players as well. I think they'll still be a bit pissed off with the money they gave us for, for Ben Teke in the end. But, you know, wherever Brewster goes within the Premier League is a positive for him. For me, you know, I, I agree with the first comment of keep as many people as possible. You know, you've got domestic cup competitions, the intense season, like Klopp said in his press conference today, you don't know what those injuries are going to be like. You know, you're playing Liverpool playing twice a week for, you know, the first two, three months. You know, could easily be in a situation where you don't have to rely on someone more, less experienced than Brewster to, to start for Liverpool. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a very intense season. Um, you know, the fixture list show that. And as a, as we alluded to there, you know, there's games on every other day. It's all about how you recover. And so therefore, there's no kind of harm in keeping someone like Brewster around, particularly if he's performing the way he is. I think it, what it will come down to is playing time for the player, playing time for his development. Um, I do think there's plenty of games there and opportunities that he could develop st- staying at Liverpool. Um but that's what Klopp was talking about in his press conference. It's finding that balance between having a player you know can make a difference off your bench, um, but not playing him in every game or, or loaning him out and giving him the opportunity to maybe start 10 games somewhere else. Yeah, that's a great see, won't we? Um, thank you very much, Leanne. Thank you at home for listening and for watching. Got a couple of things to plug before we go. Here's the Community Shield tomorrow evening. Yeah, it's tomorrow evening. Uh, we've got an uncensored match build up out on the main Redman YouTube channel along with a starting level prediction and an opposition preview with Robbie from Arsenal Fans TV. We were doing a fan zone live watch along with Chris and Paul. So we want some biased commentary, some sing songs uh, and some piss taking of Arsenal probably in that as well. Uh, come watch that be tomorrow about half four, I'm guessing. Uh, and we've got a documentary, a three-part documentary series which sides worked really hard on. Uh, it's out on the RedmanTV.com and just, uh, just as a sneak peek, here's a little clip for Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 